This is Narcissistic Abuse in Relationships Recovery, Identifying and Overcoming Financial Abuse with Certified Life Coach Angela Atkinson at QueenBeing.com. Hi, I'm Angie Atkinson. I'm a Certified Life Coach, an author, and a survivor of narcissistic abuse in relationships. Today, we're going to discuss financial abuse, and I'm going to offer you a webinar, Financial Abuse 101, Identifying and Managing Financial Abuse in Toxic Relationships. This is all a part of the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Efforts at QueenBeing.com and NarcissismSupportCoach.com. Let's begin today with a quote. Domestic violence victims frequently cite income, employment, and financial stability as the strongest, most immediate deterrence to leaving abusive situations. During this course, we will define financial abuse. We will discover how a narcissist can abuse you through your financial situation and your money. We will discover shocking financial abuse facts. We will learn how financial abuse begins. We will learn signs that you might be experiencing financial abuse and how to deal with those. And we'll learn how to deal with financial abuse with our special eight-step plan. Now, we'll also provide useful resources for victims of financial abuse. Let's start here. Let's define financial abuse. Have you ever had a narcissist tell you that he or she knows you better than you know yourself? Um, how about being told that your feelings and thoughts aren't real or legitimate? Maybe you've been treated like a child or as though you just weren't good enough. And depending on the point in your life in which you met the narcissist and the intensity of his or her manipulation, you might even believe him. Why do they do this? It's all part of a common but complicated and convoluted manipulation technique called gaslighting. But sometimes the abuse can shine through in a kind of surprising place, one that many people don't consider when they ask why you just won't leave the narcissist if it's so bad. And that's your money, your financial situation. So how does a narcissist abuse and control you through your finances? Well, unfortunately, financial abuse is a common tactic that abusers of all types will use with their victims. They use to control their victims. And while it's not exclusive to narcissists, it's often a factor in varying degrees when you're involved in relationships with narcissists. Financial abuse is a common tactic, like I said, used by these people in these relationships. According to the National Network to End Domestic Violence, which is NNEDV, Forms of financial abuse may be subtle or overt, but in general, they include tactics that are um, to limit the partner's access to assets or conceal information and even accessibility to the family finances. Financial abuse, then, is, is right there with other forms of abuse, including emotional, physical, and sexual abuse, and manipulation, intimidation, and threats. Uh, the National Network to End Domestic Violence says that all of these are tactics uh, that are intentional and they're being used by abusers and, and, and they're all about um, entrapping the partner in the relationship. 
Now, depending on the situation, some abusers will actually use this from the very first day of a relationship, while others will just kind of wait until the victim tries to leave before they kind of take over financial control. So let's talk about some shocking financial abuse facts. The first one being that financial abuse is actually one of the most powerful ways that you can keep a survivor trapped in an abusive relationship with a narcissist. Uh, financial abuse makes it very difficult to stay safe, especially once you've left the abuser, because quite honestly, you need money to get through. You need money to survive. And, and that makes it far less likely that you would leave the narcissist in the first place. Uh, in fact, surveys of survivors indicate that their finances are one of the top reasons that they stay in or return to an abusive relationship. Now, in a study, researchers found that 98% of, of people in abusive relationships um, are, are experiencing a certain amount of financial abuse. Um, now, this is especially true when children are involved, and many people are more likely to tolerate this abuse because of the children. They, you know, people think they're doing it for the sake of the children. Not always the case, but we'll get to that later. Um, financial abuse is not socioeconomically, educationally, or racially exclusive. In fact, it happens across the board. Just about anybody can be dealing with financial abuse. So how does financial abuse begin? Let's go into that a little bit, shall we? Now, obviously, just like other forms of narcissistic abuse, like gaslighting, uh, financial abuse starts subtly at first uh, and to the victim. It might feel a lot like love, concern, and generally being taken care of. And if you've uh, a lot of victims say they haven't experienced that before because if you're in a situation where, you know, you, you come from a narcissistic family or a neglectful family and, and you don't really know what it feels like to be taken care of by someone, then, you know, you really don't know what you're missing. And when you feel a little bit of that, it might feel really good. Now, a lot of the times this will manifest in the way that the abuser will offer to handle the finances for you. And sometimes they'll even give you an allowance to sort of take care of your needs. Now, Again, at first, that feels really great. It feels like a huge sense of relief, something taken off your shoulders, and quite honestly, you probably believe you can trust your partner if you go for that deal. After all, you're in love, and maybe you just don't want to deal with the stress of it all. But of course, it turns dark when typically the narcissist will give his victim less and less money for that so-called allowance, and he becomes increasingly in controlling of how it's spent. Now, before I go on, let me just say this. Um, I will uh, interchangeably use he and she pronouns here because narcissists, while they are statistically more often male, can be female or male. Uh, and I've experienced both in my life, unfortunately. Uh, anyway, when the victim begins to try to take control of her own money again one day, uh, she's going to discover that that money is gone or it's moved or she just can't access it anymore. So what are some signs that you might be experiencing financial abuse uh, by a narcissist? Well, the first one is you're not allowed to work, or if you are, you're required to give your narcissist your money. Uh, the second one is that if you've had a job or a job opportunity, uh, the narcissist may try to sabotage it by um, harassing you or stalking you at work uh, or if, if you know or or actually interrupting interviews or preventing you from attending or feeling good while you pretend excuse me attend the interview um, these things can can all cause you to either lose a job or not get a job sabotage uh, number three your family money is controlled uh, entirely by the narcissist so you have you know no no real access to your money 
no access to your bank account. Uh, you're included in financial, or excuse me, you're not included in financial decisions such as banking, investments, what car you're going to buy, what house you're going to buy, that kind of stuff. Um, that's not normal in a healthy relationship. Um, you're not allowed to um, to get a job, you know, get a job training, go to job training or to seek schooling or any kind of training opportunities, or at least you're not encouraged to do that. And if you do, you, you probably pay for it pretty good uh, with with behavior from the narcissist. Um, now, another one is you've, you've had to write bad checks or even to commit financial fraud just to get through uh, because your abuser has caused you so many financial problems. Another one, your abuser has run up large amounts of debt in your name, some of it maybe, and you really don't have any say about it. And and if you do, you, you may not even know that it's happened. You may do it behind your back and you may find out at the worst possible time, like when you're trying to run away <laughs> or escape the relationship uh, and you don't have any ability to to deal with, you know, to have credit or anything. Now, here's something to think about. Um, you know, when I when I was um, married before, my ex-husband, uh, when I left him, he, he literally put all of the household bills back into my name. I had moved them out of my name as before I left to be safe. Um, unfortunately, he went ahead and, and uh, took them. <laughs> he uh, went ahead and put everything back in my name once he'd run the bills up in his own name. And when I went to buy a home um, about six months later, because it took me a while to save up, I, I was forced to pay off all of his bills before I could buy my home. It was terrible. So be aware of what your abuser could do to you and try to prevent it. We'll get to how you can do that soon. All right, a few more signs that you might be getting financially abused. Okay, in some cases, the narcissist may even refuse to actually have a job himself. He might not work. Uh, he might force you to support him. And, and in those cases, um, a lot of times, um, <laughs> the husband won't, or the, the narcissist won't even facilitate the, the victim to, to have a job by, you know, if you're married, say, he might not take care of the kids or other household responsibilities and force you to pay daycare or, you know, come home and clean all night long while you are supposed to be sleeping and relaxing from work, but he's so busy playing around, it just doesn't happen. No good. Another sign, um, he may have helped to ruin your credit score, actively or inactively. Um, another one, he, you may have been forced to skip paying your bills in order to indulge some desire of his or hers. Uh, another one, the narcissist has stolen your property, your identity, or even your inheritance or you've been forced to give up any public benefits you may have received, or hey, you've been accused of cheating the system somehow. Uh, maybe you've been struggling financially and your ex or soon-to-be ex won't pay child support if he's a narcissist. That's a form of financial abuse as well. A narcissist may um, threaten to leave you or throw you out on the street if you don't comply with his requests, which you do because you know that you can't make it without him. He's all too happy to remind you. He may tell you that you're not pulling your weight even though you're working full-time and taking care of the house, the kids, the yard, and there's still something you're just not getting done to his satisfaction. So how do you deal with financial abuse? Well, I've got an eight-step plan for you, um, and I hope that it will help you to at least prepare to do what you need to do. So the first step is that you want to get organized and informed. So you're going to start by just gathering up all of the important documents um, or copies if you if you need them if you don't have the originals you can order those online. 
uh, and you want to keep them in a safe place. Now, this might include um, items like your birth certificates and your children's, of course, social security cards, passports, bank statements, marriage certificates, uh, documents that are related to your professional accomplishments or your, or your college degrees, um, statements for your mortgage, your credit card, etc., personal documents and any family information that you may need. This is important because it helps you to have everything you're going to need if you ever do decide to go. The next step uh, is that you're going to start saving any extra money that you can. So whether it is the cash you know, that you kind of stash, put away, and store at a trust in Fred's house, or if you have a secret bank account somewhere, that's where you'll, you know, that's where you can keep your money when it's time to leave your abuser and protect it from him. Um, so uh, here's a couple tips. Let me just give you these tips really quick. Uh, first of all, you can earn a little extra money on the side by taking on freelance work, babysitting, cleaning houses, or even just getting a part-time job outside the house. Um, and that that's one way that you can put a little extra money away for you. Um, another thing is, I, I actually heard this tip from Oprah's financial guru, Susie Orman, back in the late 90s. And it actually works really well. Um, and it's just real simple. Only spend paper money. So you don't ever spend change. That's it. Uh, so whenever you pay for something, you just go ahead and, and pay it, you know, with paper money. Even if it's three cents, just pay a dollar and then you get 97 cents back and throw it in your coffee can or your your saving jar whatever you want to call it and honestly you'll be just shocked at how fast this can add up. Let me just uh, provide you with a really quick example from my own life. So after I divorced my first husband back in the day which was 1998. Don't tell anybody. I know I'm old. Whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> I realized back then uh, that without getting the court-ordered child support that I was due, which of course I didn't with our for our, our son that we had together, um, I thought, you know, it was going to be a really difficult time for me to give my son the Christmas that he really deserved. In my opinion, he was just two years old. Um, now, I heard this little tip from Susie before the shopping season and I started trying it. So I, you know, like I said, I started, um, I guess it was a few months before, probably around, I don't know, August or September, I started doing this. Um, so remembering that I was kind of broke at the time, I, I so it wasn't like I was spending a lot of money, right? So in a few months, um, by the time I needed to go out and buy the presents, I'd actually saved nearly $200, which to me at the time was a lot of money, and it was plenty that you know, plenty to make his holiday something special, and that just really was an amazing thing for me. So, all right, uh, number two, check your credit report. Actually, this is number three. Check out your credit report and make sure there aren't any fraudulent charges on it. Um, this is real important because, again, you're going to want to be as clean as you can be. Now, if you have to get out, you have to get out. That's it. But if you have time to prepare, this is the time. So if there are fraudulent charges on your on your credit report, it's a good time for you to go ahead and dispute them. Um, you know, again, you need to have your credit in order as possible before you leave. So the next thing is you're going to create a budget. So you need to figure out how much stuff's going to cost you. And you need to create a budget that is both realistic and sustainable. So do not, you know, think to yourself, well, I'll just eat less and also sew all my own clothes because, you know, I don't know if you're anything like me, uh, you won't eat less and you won't sew your own clothes because you don't even know how. <laughs> but if you do know how, you may not have time. So I guess the point is be realistic and figure out where you can literally, you know, where you can actually cut expenses when you're on your own as opposed to, um, you know, imagined possibilities. For example, uh, maybe you can start touching up your own roots in order to stretch out the time between salon visits if you color your hair. Or you could stop donating your clothes every season and start keeping pieces that might be repeatable. 
or maybe you could learn to do more things yourself, like, you know, make, make cutting costs a game. I, I, I'm kind of a nerd like that. I like to still shop like I'm gaming. <laughs> so, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I maybe not even a couple of years, about a year and a half ago, I found a pair of silver silver kitten heels. They were freaking adorable on sale for like $1.69 at a going out of business sale. Uh, I took a picture of them and and I was pretty proud to uh, post them on Facebook with a picture of the receipt. Yeah, I'm totally that kind of nerd, but but I digress. Let us uh, let us move forward here, shall we? All right. <laughs> the next thing is change your PIN numbers, your access codes, and your passwords. Remember, if your narcissist knows any of your passwords and PIN numbers, you need to make sure to change them or to use different ones when you create the new accounts because you don't want them to be able to keep track of you or worse, to steal from you. They're not above it, trust me. All right, next up, be resourceful, but do not feel bad about asking for help. So I want you to look into all of the available options if the situation does not allow you to wait. If this means, you know, if you're being sexually or physically abused in any way, uh, you have no choice. You have to go. Get out immediately. Visit queenbeing.com's emergency resources page for help and ideas on what's next. Uh, that page is full of good stuff. It has um, links to where you can find shelters around the country, around the world. It has help for men. It has help for women. It has um, just everything, you know, that you'll need to get started on finding your way. Again, that's at queenbeing.com, uh, and it's the emergency um, domestic violence resource page. You can see all of that stuff uh, through the Queen Being um, Download Center. All right. Uh, also, you know, you can look into getting food stamps or other forms of government assistance. Um, they even have actual housing programs, daycare programs, all that stuff for people who need it. So just, you know, I know it's maybe not, not something that you want to do, but if it means your safety or if it means your children's safety, your peace, your happiness, you got to do it. Um, a lot of times churches and other community groups also have assistance that are available for people who are leaving ab abusive relationships. So, you know, you can definitely try to learn about the ones that are available to you in your area. Next up, speaking of all that, you're going to want to seek transitional housing. So you may want to um, find a trusted friend or family member who might be willing to facilitate your exit by pr providing you with a safe place to stay and your kids, if you have any, of course, uh, you know, to stay while you transition from the abusive narcissist's home to a new one of your own. Um, and if necessary, like I said, look into those women's shelters in your area. Next up, start thinking about building your credit. Like I said before, credit's a real important thing when you're trying to get around in the world today. So if possible, try to get yourself a secured credit card and keep it somewhere safe. Uh, so, you know, you could keep it um, on your person or you could keep it at a friend's house or in the trunk of the car, whatever. Use it to make small purchases and make sure you pay it on time every month. Uh, this will help you to build your credit and sort of stay under the radar if you keep it low. Uh, here are a few more uh, resources that can be useful for you if you've been financially abused. Um, so, number one, uh, Women's Law Financial Abuse Section. That's a website online. I will provide you with links to that as well. Um, safehorizons.org on financial abuse. Uh, Queen Beings, like I said before, Queen Beings Resource Center for Victims and Survivors of Narcissistic Abuse has contains lots of resources for you there. Uh, Queen Being's Life Reset button is another good one. It's a it's a PDF you can download uh, that offers you a program to go through and, and just kind of start over. 
Uh, and, and you can visit booksangiewrote.com to see my books on narcissistic abuse and recovery. All of them are under $5. Uh, and except for, nope, they're all under $5. Um, and they also, I also have books on creating the best possible version of yourself in various iterations and your ideal life. You can visit queenbeing.com for free resources, information, and tools on narcissistic abuse and recovery. And you can visit NarcissismSupportCoach.com for one-on-one and other personalized forms of support and coaching. Okay, so let me ask you, do you think that you have experienced financial abuse or do you think you're experiencing it now? Have you experienced it in the past? I'd love it if you would share your thoughts and experiences as well as any other tips you may have that have worked for you in the past Uh, and I'd like it if you'd start the get the discussion going let's talk about it um, in the comments below um, listen you just you never know who you can help so that's it for me today my name is Angie Atkinson I'm a certified life coach and you can learn more about me at queenbeing.com or narcissismsupportcoach.com and again you can find my books at booksangiewrote.com uh, thank you very much and have a great week we'll be back next time with another lesson thanks